Hey, Heidi, I have a question for you. Okay. What is your favorite part of summertime? Oh, my favorite part of summertime is the fact that my alarm does not go off every morning. For sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true because I despise the alarms in the morning. But, you know, my favorite part of summer is having my kiddos home, being intentional, having that time with them, that slowed pace. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and to impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. You know, while I am super excited about summer, I know that not every mom shares my excitement. Yeah. What is it that causes the the fear, the dread, the anxiety about summers for some moms? So for the mom that, you know, maybe doesn't have to work outside the home, there's a little bit um, of the what am I going to do to fill my days mm-hmm. all day with these kids? Mm-hmm. And then for the working mom, I think sometimes there's just a sense of guilt and even grief. Like I want to be home with my kids while they're out for summer vacation, but I can't. They've got to be in care someplace. Right. Well, in that anxiety of trying to find a place that is going to be a good situation for your kids, that alone adds a lot of stress to moms. Yep. Yep. But let's kind of break this up then into a couple of pieces. Let's start first with um, for the mom who is able to be home with her mm-hmm. kiddos um, and not, we, we talk about this all the time. How do you start with the end in mind? So how do you not start next school year looking back at your summer going, mm-hmm. what the heck did we do all summer? Right, right. And I, I just feel like I wasted three months mm-hmm. of our lives in just going, 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 or just dread of having my kids home. Home all right all the time right and I think how that happens so that you have purpose oh there's my favorite word so that you have purpose in your summer I think you have to have a little bit of a mental plan yeah and it could be that you need to have a very detailed plan or not um, have something loose but just have a purpose for what is our goal for this summer right and I love um, you have something on the um, on the blog about this specifically, but there's lots of options, um, and it's just a, a tool to help you think through how do I want to use my time and with the kids this summer. So Perfect. let's go ahead and, and look at um, that blog post specifically, and it's addressing summer goals and a schedule. Yeah, and this is something that I wrote six years ago, mm-hmm. and so at that time, let's see how old of my kids have been six years ago, we would have been five, seven, nine, and 11. And so those, those are different times than what I'm in right now with teenagers. But I wanted a purpose. And I love how every time I go to God and say, what is our purpose supposed to be? He leads me to that truth. And he led me to the verse of Mark 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And it was that verse that gave me the purpose. So let me kind of explain a little bit what we did. First of all, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Those were the character and heart issues that I wanted to focus on for the summer. And I used Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 as my guide. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. 
So I wanted to work on those heart issues. The second part, love the Lord your God with all your soul. That was the relationship with God. How was I going to help our kiddos through the summer grow in their relationship with God, reading their Bibles, praying. The third one was their mind, and that was the academics. What were the different areas that I felt like just needed more focus than we gave during the school year? And then the last one was with all your strength, taking care of our bodies. God did not make us to be couch potatoes. And so what were we going to do all summer that would strengthen our bodies? Because when we strengthen our bodies, it strengthens the rest of us. For sure. And so thinking about young children, how would we implement, let's just start with the heart. What would that look like? Thinking through, okay, I've got three months yawning ahead of me on the calendar. How am I going to, you know, practically speaking, handle these character issues Everybody's home. We have nothing planned today. What do we do? Yeah. And so what I thought about was, what was the issue? And again, looking back at that Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, you could also use the fruit of the Spirit. Peace, love, joy, goodness, kindness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control found in Galatians. And so you can think through that. What are the areas that each one of the children are specifically needing some attention on? And so um, six years ago, Bubs, I was really focusing on him using loving words, being kind with his tone. Sweet Pea, I was focusing on her having a teachable spirit and not responding with anger. Little man, reporting, which I have a whole... um, whole blog post on what reporting means, and we'll link that in. But then first-time obedience. When I said something to him, he did not argue with me, but immediately obeyed. And then Peanut, his focus I was working on because he was younger was his eye contact so that when I talked to him, he was looking at me so then he could obey. Mm -hmm. So those were the areas. Now, they're somewhat very much the same that we're still working on now. And some of them have drastically changed. But I think through what are the areas that God is wanting me to use teachable moments, to use um, positive reinforcement to help them grow spiritually in their character. Right. So Heidi, walk us through what that would look like practically in your home with your kids, the heart issue. So I read in a blog about using the candy runts. They're little fruit-shaped candy that you can put into a jar. And when you see your kiddos displaying the behavior, the characteristics that you are desiring, you know, just pull them over and say, hey, I see what you're doing. I see that fruit in your life and give them a little piece of candy. If you don't like using candy as a reward, give them a token. And then so many tokens allow them um, to buy something at the, at a store or something, or it gives them extra um, time to do the things that they like to do. So it doesn't just have to be food as a reward, but where you start looking for those behaviors. And I will also add, I think it's very easy as a mom to to see all the negative. And by having the positive reinforcement, it forces you to look 
for those positive behaviors. That's a good word right there. Yeah. Okay. So the second category is soul. Walk us through, Mm -hmm. I mean, you gave a description just that's relationship with God, but how are you fostering your kids' relationship with the Lord? Mm, I love that. That looks so different now than what it did when my kids were little. When they were little, we would have family Bible time each morning after breakfast. And I loved the devotional Our Daily Bread for Kids. It was a fantastic guide that I would read through with the kids. Now that they're older, it is making sure that they've used the time they have and then to have discussion about it. So maybe we have discussion at supper about, hey, what'd you read in your quiet time today? What is God teaching you? And so encouraging it through conversation. Yeah. I have a quick question about the younger set, the preschool set. Yes. How much time would you spend in this you know, this, this quiet time, this Bible time with them? That's a great question. The younger they are, the less time you're going to spend. The younger they are, the more action, activity, involvement you're going to need to have with the kiddos. Um, The Old and New Testament curriculum that I have written is perfect for the three to six-year-old kids and can be used with those older as well. But what's so great is that there is activity to involve those kids. So that's one option. Or when you are reading a Bible story to them, let's say after breakfast, and for example, the Our Daily Bread kids devotional, it took maybe four minutes, five minutes to read, very short amount of time. But when you're talking about a character in the Bible was sad, have the kids make a sad face. When the character in the Bible was angry, have them make an angry face. When you're talking about birds, have them put their arms out and fly like a bird. When they're talking about waves, have them make the waves with their arms. Involve them in the Bible story, and it will feel like just seconds. Yeah. yeah. And then I know this is true. I mean, just you know, as, as you and I have had these conversations, make it a part of your day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, bring it back up later at mm-hmm. nap time or at playtime. You know, act out the scene or, mm-hmm. hey, remember what we read this morning when God talked about loving each other, you know. Um, so just make it part of your conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Use those teachable moments as they come out. Awesome. So I can hear, um, I know I was this way, you really want us to do academics over the summer. Really, really. I mean, we have just spent, you know, slogged through nine months of, you know, toting kids back and forth to school, preschool, all the things. Really? We can't have a break from this? Well, and if I want to get all nerdy on the statistics here, there is a lot of learning that is lost over the summer months. And so I do feel that kids need a break. Absolutely, they need a break. But if you can just keep some of that learning fresh in their mind, it will greatly help them when they return. Those things are reading books, you know, going to the library, joining the summer library program. My kids love doing that. And we would go, we would collect about 20 books. I let them take any book that they wanted from the the picture um, book department. And we would come home and some of the books 
we would start reading and I would say, eh, we're done because they were horrible, horrible plot, horrible illustrations. And then other books we found that we loved and ended up purchasing copies for our home library because we loved them so much. But that reading is so important. The math is so important. Doing the um, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division facts. Those were things that we always worked on with the kids And we did it in fun ways. These weren't drudgery by any stretch. And then for whatever reason, I've got two kiddos that are really struggling in spelling. And so I've pulled the all about spelling curriculum and using that with them every day we spend... um, Depends upon the child's age, but last year we spent about 15, 20 minutes every day doing spelling and trying to figure out where the breakdown is happening. Okay. So what I hear you saying is younger kids, you're just continuing to do the things you've been doing, reading out loud, talking about the books you're reading, Mm -hmm. finding creative and fun ways to count, add, subtract your your grapes, your strawberries, whatever that is. And then as your children um, grow and mature, just being really intentional, think about where am I seeing a weakness Mm -hmm. academically and how can I come alongside them and support them so that we don't lose that, that summer gap that three yeah okay exactly very well said okay all right lastly we are going to talk about taking care of our bodies Mm -hmm. and uh, you know you're going to have the families that are like hey we are already doing swimming and we've got t-ball and all the things and then you've got the other families that say no we're finally taking a break from all of those sports. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we find a good balance of just continuing to be good stewards of our bodies over the mm-hmm. summer, um, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum? Exactly. And I think there's a difference between organized sports and taking care of your body and being active. Kids need activity, not organized activity all the time. They need to be playing. They need to be playing in the dirt. And I know that makes them dirty, but it's nothing that a bath won't fix. So they need to get sweaty. They need to play. They need to run. They need to tumble. They need to do these different things um, for so many reasons beyond just the fact that they need the exercise. And so what, this is no surprise to you, Melanie, you know, I say this all the time, but I just want to greatly encourage you not to turn summer into three months of electronics. If you want to do 30 minutes electronics each day, that is great. That is a family choice, but I want to encourage you not to spend the summer on the couch with an electronic. There's too much learning. There's too much fun. There's too much, I keep saying that much word, but there's too much available if we get off the couch. This is a surprise to some. This won't be a surprise to others who follow the Parenting to Impress blog, but my kids will spend, oh goodness, maybe an hour the entire week on electronic. And I don't know, that's maybe even too high. We don't do video games and we don't do iPads. And I have never once regretted it. Let's just kind of encourage the folks listening. There are lots of things, lots of ways to be active this summer, Mm -hmm. regardless of um, your financial status. Um, You don't have to be a member of a particular swim club, tennis club, anything like that. Um, You know, and if you live in the city, live in the country, there are lots of ways still to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, move your body. There are lots of free, like 
kids' workout videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, fun things like that, just taking a walk. Um, You know, so just ask, invite the Lord into that process. Pray about how He can creatively show you ways um, to engage your kids in that, especially. um, So that's not a drudgery, like you said. It's not, um, you know, and it's also not hyper focused on, you know, restriction or control, right? I mean, we're we're trying to nourish and nurture our kids to have healthy views of their bodies. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And a play, and of their time with mm-hmm. God, and of their um, their character mm-hmm. across the board. We want this to be healthy. This is not a stand over your child in this authoritarian way that we are looking to stomp on them. Instead, we're coming alongside them going, you know what? You're struggling with self-control. Mommy is too. Mm -hmm. Because I just ate half a pan of brownies (laughs) instead of having a small brownie Mm -hmm. that was what I should have done for my body. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I deserved it. That's a whole nother podcast on itself. Seriously. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So can we quickly touch on the working mom or the working parent? Um, Because summer doesn't look a lot different Mm -hmm. um, for them in terms of um, their work schedules. Um, I know sometimes we're fortunate to take a vacation, you know, over the course of that summertime with our kiddos, Mm -hmm. but our kiddos are, like you said, um, in someone else's care and, um, can we kind of let ourselves off the hook then with this mm. with this summertime goal? Wow, that's a great question. And man, my my heart goes out to those women who, those moms and dads who are coming home from work and they're exhausted, they're tired, just like they are during the winter, but yet the days are so much longer. And so kids are wanting to stay out longer. There's activities in the evenings and they're tired. And man, my heart goes out for you because of that. But the one thing that I would say, whether you have two hours in the evening, whether you have 12 hours during the day, we are all called to be parents and to mold our children. Whether it's just on the weekends and a few hours um, in the evenings, we are still called to mold our children. And I believe that God will give us the ability and the strength to do that, however it looks. And this verse that we were talking about in Mark of love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, I think that's a verse for every single parent, no matter what your situation is. Yeah. You offer um, kind of a sample daily schedule on that blog post as well, and we'll we'll link to that. But um, as I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, I could still do this um, even though I'm working outside the home. You know, I can wake and have a very abbreviated quiet time with my kiddos mm-hmm. as we're getting breakfast. We all still have to have breakfast or even right. in the car. I mean, exactly. It could, you know, um, and then when we get home, um, you know, just kind of reviewing um, a potential learning and academic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if you have more than one child in your house, those those heart issues are going to be ongoing. Mm-hmm. So there's always a moment to to speak into that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe just saying twice a week, we're going to focus on just two nights a week, we're going to go for a walk together. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, this doesn't have to be 
an, you know, an insurmountable goal here. Absolutely. It's just meant to be a guide for you. Um, just like you said, to, to be intentional with your time this summer. So hope you found these tips helpful and be sure to check out the show notes so that you can print off your free schedule and give purpose to your summer. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslesbian.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends.